Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on a podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife Lacey and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. On the podcast about watching some of those types of people. Again, I don't think you said Joel Osteen. Yeah. And you were like, you know, and there's some legit stuff there. Yeah. You know, but kind of with everyone, everyone has their, like, whatever weakness or... Well, yeah, no, I was going to say one of the... So, yeah, I, it was probably at least <clears throat> six years ago I did a di- deep dive on... Joe Osteen, Bethel, Bill Johnson, you know, all the people essentially that I disagreed with because <laughs> I assumed these things about them. Mm-hmm. And well, I don't know Bill, Bill yeah. was in that mix. Uh, different, different uh, I would say maybe tribe, but if you're going to go charismatic, people who usually are, cl- uh, people who are purported to be in the, health, wealth, prosperity movement. Mm. They're different groups, but they they are usually lumped together. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I did a deep dive on them. One, you know, Joel Osteen, I probably watched well over 10, 15 hours of sermons, uh, read several of his books. Actually, a really good book, and it shares a lot of his own personal story, is... Um, what is it called? The something of darkness. Do I have it here? I saw you had. Um, I declare. Yeah. <clears throat> um. It, it, something out of darkness. I have it on our library, uh, on our bookshelf on our website. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's a fantastic one. Um, and then. Bill Johnson, well over a hundred hours of listening to sermons and reading and um, all of that, and I, I've really changed a lot of my views and a lot of my misperceptions were hearsay, and then once I really deep dived on you know who they were and what they, a, a lot of my believe they, they were just simply lies they were not accurate representations of who these men were um and so, so much so that i've i've really gained a fondness to them it's interesting i actually just had a conversation about joel osteen and you know one of the reasons the argument was that he looks very polished on stage well a lot of that comes out of he was the cameraman for his dad uh, his dad was a pastor, and so when so the, you saw like every minute, like no, I would correct this. I would correct this. <clears throat> no, not necessarily. It was it, he had been studying the Bible, all of that, and so when his dad died, they'd asked Joel to take over the church, and Joel's like, "No, I'm not a good speaker," you know. And they're like, "No, Joel, we really believe God wants you to be our pastor," and so he spent hours memorizing his sermon for Sunday, and because he gets really nervous in front of people. And so all of this polishedness that you see comes out of, uh, for him, a perceived 
like I'm actually not good at this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it comes out of that. Now, obviously, he's had years, he's practiced. But one of the big things that were uh, said about him is that he never quotes the Bible, he never gives a salvation message, all of that, right? And in my, like I said, probably 10, 15 hours of listening to sermons from him, uh, every single message had the Bible in it. I was going to uh, say, he, I don't know that he gives the... Uh, he often doesn't give chapter and verse. Right, but it's yeah. like Jesus says or the Bible says, yes. and it's more of a paraphrase. Yep. But he does do that Yep. quite a quite, few times. Quite a bit. And then the, at least the <clears throat> ones I saw at the end of every sermon... Every gives, single one. At the end, he gives a call for salvation. Well, and then uh, when he starts, he's always like, hold your Bible up. Yep, you this know. is the Bible. This is the Word of God. Yeah. We believe it's true. And going yeah. back to the polish thing, like, I don't mind that. Like, yeah, he, it, he's up in front of people like, what's wrong with that? Sure. Yeah. Does he ever sound disingenuous? Does he ever sound... Uh, it um, might. I mean, sometimes it might. I don't think it does. Okay. I think it comes off very, again, very professional, very right. polished, very, um, very deliberate. Yeah. Yep. Which, yep. to me, isn't bad. No. Now, there's, there's ways you could take that, which kind of yeah. sh- sounds schmarmy. Well, and it's it, ultimately what it comes down to is preference. Is Joel Osteen my favorite preacher? <laughs> to be honest, no. But also, you know, what I used to do is based on my own calling and personality and convictions, I would then judge other ministries and pastors and ministry leaders based on that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you're called to this. That's not, that's, God wouldn't do that. Well, why not? What, like, why not? Why wouldn't he? But, well, because I'm not. Well, oh, okay. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, which is kind of <coughs> silly thinking. Um, and it, it, it really was. I mean, that's how I, and that's why I ultimately had to deep dive on it is I personally got deeply convicted, and it started out of Hebrews, this list of people of faith who, they're listed in Hebrews, and you go and read their story in Genesis, you know, Kings and, you know, First and Second Samuel, and you read these people, and they're horrible people. Like in Judges, some of the judges that are listed in Hebrews, they're horrible people. And to me, I was like, why are they listed here? They're, these people are horrible, horrible people. They did horrible things. Why are we, why are we giving them up? Why are we giving them FaceTime? Yeah. And, so, and so that's where the conviction started was obviously I'm not God. So I am obviously missing something that God saw. If he's willing to put them in, in the Bible and really kind of point to them as these are people of faith— Either I'm God and they're they're wrong and the writers are wrong and God is wrong, or could it be I'm missing something? Yeah, you know what I mean. I was gonna say, well, there's a possibility. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, and so so then you know you bring that now to modern day, and I had heard all of the you know these pastors and the charismatic movement, you know, prosperity preachers and people who just teach positivity like Joel Osteen, you know. And so I was spouting the same things that I was accusing these people in Hebrews of. And without doing any research, I was just like, oh, yeah, they do. They believe in, you know, all of this. Well, then in the conviction of these these people of faith in Hebrews, God was saying, uh, God was, I read a, 
I read a blog post about Joel Osteen about a guy who disagreed with him, who didn't like him. And so he did a deep dive. And he goes, you know, the conclusion I had to come to was I had only been judging him based upon my own calling. And so that phrase right there, I was like, oh, no. So then I had to do a deep dive, right? I had to be like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so then it it was during uh, one of my hospital visits. So I had 30 days of really doing nothing when I could do this. So that's when I watched, you know, 10, 20 hours of Joel Osteen, listening to books, reading books, listening, written by him. Uh, Same thing with Bill Johnson, listening, you know, by now it's probably been well over 100 hours of Bill Johnson reading his books, all of these things. And again, the conclusion I had to come to was what was presented to me as to why they were wrong were either completely taken out of context or 100% fabricated lies. Yeah. Um, And so, anyways, yeah, that was... Okay. I want to welcome... (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. We're (laughs) almost done. A couple minutes in, yeah. No, uh, I'm sitting here with my brother, Jeremy. Are we done? Hi. We're done. That's it. That was good. Hello. (laughs) Um, And we... One of the things that Jeremy and I love doing is we both grew up in the church. We both... You know, our dad was a pastor, and I think oftentimes when you grow up in a church, uh, when you grow up, and you can kind of maybe give me some words here if I'm not accurately representing it, is like it's you, you almost take things at face value until, like take things as they've been presented until something comes up and you're like, wait a second, wait, that doesn't make sense, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> And you start to question. I was going to say, you're actually kind of piggybacking on something I was thinking about earlier, which we we haven't even talked about, but um, the age of accountability. Mm -hmm. So if you grow up in the church, you know, at what point does your parents' religion, parents' beliefs... become your own, yeah. you know, that, that age of accountability. Yeah. When does when does God actually become something personal to you and you guys have your own relationship? Um, so, yeah, moving from kind of just what you're told, what's been passed down to yeah. living it, breathing it, seeing it yourself um, probably looks a lot different or yeah. could, could potentially look a lot different than how it was passed down to you. Right, right. And so, anyways, one of the things we love doing is just, I mean, we'll have, between me, you, and Josh, I think, text threads of jokes followed up with personal, like, hey, can you pray for this? Can you? And then and then theological questions that we kind of banter around and talk around. And anyways, you know, a lot of, so what, you know, for this, you and I had kind of been texting back and forth. What are some things that we wanted to talk about? And we kind of listed a few uh potentially related topics. Oh, uh, I, I didn't realize there was a... I didn't, I didn't think there was a really... Yeah, no, there, <laughs> I'm going to try to do my best to segue. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Uh, Good luck. <laughs> so, uh, no, but one of the first things that I wanted to talk to you about, maybe start off personal... And and then maybe get more philosophical or theological or however we want to do this. But one of the things that you and I were talking about earlier is you'd you'd kind of made the statement of if if I don't understand the Bible, 
how am I, or if I have questions about the Bible, how am I able to lead your, lead my daughter well? Those, mm. you know, um, but what I wanted to maybe ask first is, so you, uh, you have a daughter that you share custody with, with her mom. Biology with? Oh, Biology, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that's what you were looking for. I was no, like, no, no, oh, we'll no. Yeah. Well, no, like the, the <laughs> yeah, custody, no, I, yeah. yeah I and so, you know, with that, I guess maybe a question I have for you is, um, we're both in unique parenting situations. You know, we, we adopted, um, and, you know, you're in a situation where you share custody. So can you maybe, what are... What are some things that you have had to learn over time? You know, part of it is having a am, amicable, is that right? A- amicable. Amiable? Amiable? Yeah. Relationship with her mom, right? Yeah. You don't always want to, you don't want to disparage. You don't want to right, right. divide. Right? right. So I guess how, how have you learned or what have you learned in a, in a you know, with this parenting, your parenting style, mm-hmm. I guess what are some things that you've learned in navigating that difficulty? Well, so I will say at this point in conversation, uh, my daughter is uh, 12, so mm-hmm. um, there's been a lot of uh, trial and error. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of... Uh, um, experience behind it, but because <clears throat> yeah. it obviously it didn't start there. Um, you know, one of the reasons her mom and I aren't married is uh, after my daughter was born, she met a boon. I don't think she was quite two years. Okay, probably over a year. Uh, we we had never really, I think, gotten along in our relationship to the point of where I thought marriage was a reality. Yeah, okay. Of, of course, uh, you know, obviously we had our daughter, so, you know, we weren't really living, uh, we could have been living a lot better. Um, but point is we never, what I felt, we never saw eye to eye or were on the same page in enough of a way to, to where I felt like we could start a family, get married, that sort of thing. Anyway. My daughter comes along, and at a at a pretty early point on, like I said, she was probably about a year and a half old. Um, you know, a situation had happened. My daughter saw it. Um, I could just tell, like, it, it was a, a life-making decision at that time. Yeah. It's like, do I want to try, <laughs> pretend, whatever, to make this thing work simply to say that my daughter grew up in the same house with their two parents, and who knows what's going to happen in the future, by the way. Yeah. Um, versus I go my way, her mom goes her way, which means my time would be um, segmented, chunked up yeah. for my daughter. But at least we shouldn't have the problems of when us two are together in front of my daughter. Yeah. Um, you know, so basically, uh, I was like, well, us trying to make it work, yeah. which wasn't working and was presenting a horrible scenario. It's, to my yeah, daughter. it was almost so worse. It, yeah. yeah, so anyway, yeah. I, I made the choice, like, 
you know, we're, we're done, and I will take my segment of time with my daughter and at least be able to show her hopefully a, um, a side of me that I felt was more genuine, more positive, mm-hmm. um, whatever that meant, you know, uh, sure. from here on out. So anyway, that, that was kind of like the first decision because her, her and I together weren't presenting uh, a good scenario to my daughter, a good example. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that that was like the first, I guess, decision, excuse me, decision made. Um, and then since then, y- you know, it's it's gotten easier, but it wasn't always easy. Like, of course, we still had disagreements. Yeah. Uh, didn't see eye to eye. Um, yeah. And, you know, there were times where, you know, I was thinking, okay, this is my daughter. This is not right. You know, I'm I'm being treated unjustly. Sure. Um, but if I were to uh, like retaliate, yeah, or, retaliate. Yeah. You know, um, get aggressive. Really try to force my point. <coughs> you know, yeah. well, what's the poten- what's the potential? What could happen? Well, you know, the police could show up. I could get taken off to jail. You know, and my daughter's seeing that, you know, and what happens thereafter. Uh, anyway, it's, you know, yeah. it's just one of, <clears throat> one of those things where, again, um, we, we all at some point in our life feel like someone's being unjust to us. And it's like, well, how are we going to respond? Um, you know, it doesn't seem right or whatever, but yeah. it's like, how, how is... Looking forward, what's going to be the yeah. better scenario? If I kind of swallow my pride a little bit here and and take the hit, you know, it's like, well, my daughter will see, you know, she'll grow up. She'll kind of see yeah. how it is. She'll see who's, um, you know, maybe acting more, like sure. more of an adult or, sure. or whatever. And... Um, and she'll be able to judge. But, you know, that being said, then I feel like over the years it has genuinely gotten better, yeah. uh, you know, to where it's, like we were talking earlier, pretty pretty amicable and um, and, and whatnot. So in, in, anyway, like, um, that's taken time. Yeah. You know? Well, I was going to say, it's hard not to play... It's hard not to play the the short game. Like, I want what I want now. <laughs> Right. But it, I mean, just being on the outside of your situation, uh, you know, one thing that I know both Lacey and I have really admired is your ability to play the long game and be patient. Um, you know, one of the, it's one of the ongoing conversations, you know, you're like, well, I'm, <laughs> you're essentially saying, if, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but essentially you're saying, you know, I'm trusting that she'll see truth. I'm trusting that eventually things will be revealed. Right? I mean, is that is that wrong or is that I, I, I would say that's misrepresentation? A, that's a way of looking at it when yeah. maybe that's, you know, looking back, you know, it'd be nice to kind of think altruistically or uh, <laughs> what, what do you call it? Self-righteously, yeah. like... Oh yeah, I'm trusting God. When I guess at the time I'm just like, I don't want to make this situation worse, and maybe, yeah. maybe anything I try to do to control it 
will actually end up making it worse. Maybe this is a situation that I can't control. Yeah. And so maybe the best thing, you know, looking ahead, mm-hmm. maybe the best thing for me to do uh, would be to, you know, kind of take a step back mm-hmm. or, or, you know, just, just not antagonize the situation type of thing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, and it, you know, and, and then it's like once you do that, you know, because at that point it's like, you know, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not thinking, okay, God, it's in your hands. You know, at that point, it's right. like, I just don't want to make this worse. Right. You know, but kind of taking that step back, maybe taking that moment, taking that time, and then thinking, okay, God, you know, um, maybe there's something you can do here because I really can't think of anything that I can do to, you know, actively make this better right you know right i'm i can't think of anything i can do to make it better so maybe doing nothing at this point maybe taking you know taking the hit you know if i can't see my daughter this weekend because something you know her mom's planned something like you know maybe i just won't make a big deal because any anything i try to do will make it a big deal yeah and you know at the end of the day my daughter's going to get hurt if no one else, my daughter is going to get hurt right. just by right. seeing some sort of altercation or or what right. have you. So you know, I th- I think you know, and just being honest, it's not like I said, okay, God, I I trust you. No, that, that was kind of almost a <laughs> a. It's a, a daily f- choice to be to like you're saying release control. Right. I mean, that's and and you know, it yeah. didn't start out with trust. I think it started out with praying, like. Okay, God, I think I honestly can't do, you know, I can't take a step, you know, because anything right. I can think of taking action on would probably hurt the situation. So I'm in, inactive on this. Yeah. So God, is there something you can do? And praying like that. And then, you know, you might see something one day where it's like, man, you know, she kind of did not react in a way I thought she would. You know, it's like kind of gives you a little bit of hope or whatever and yeah. you know anyway like I said yeah over you know essentially 12 well I guess you know since we officially uh, broke up and, and started our lives separately yeah um, you know I guess that was maybe closer to 10 years or whatever but anyway so, it's you know it's yeah. progressed a yeah. lot since yeah from now to how do you okay so what I, I guess maybe a question I have <clears throat> is in two different households, you obviously have house rules, right? Different households, house rules, mm-hmm. values. And not to say one is better than the other, but how do you weigh that balance of when you have her versus, you know, how do you weigh that balance of control yeah. versus responsibility? I, I was going <laughs> to... Quick, quick comment on that is you, you won't say it, but yeah, you, you always think, well, I, at my house, I have the better rules, you know. <laughs> um, for for deference of everyone listening, I'm not choosing sides. <laughs> However, I also do agree. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, and um, I tried to stay out of you know as long as my daughter I didn't feel was like in you know any harm. Sure. You know, I. I, you know, I'll say didn't did more than try. I, I stayed out of their their business. Um, that didn't 
that wasn't reciprocated. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to give commentary. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, yeah. I had um, things I believed in. And, oh, and, and let me say this, like, I, I genuinely will say my daughter has made me a better person. Like, yeah, I'm... I'm not the person I was back then, and I've specifically wanted to. Um, my daughter has made me see it, you know, I think it's probably cliche, but, you know, like, you've got to care for someone, you know, what you present to them or show them, whether it's on purpose or not, Yeah, builds who they are as a person, and it's like, you know, that's, uh, I, I think it should be humbling, but it's also... Uh, um, you know, just a very serious um, and kind of overwhelming. The gravitas of it is uh, can be very overwhelming. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so I definitely wanted to be a better person for my daughter. So that that's kind of helped me, I think. Okay. Uh, get through it all is just realizing, okay, is this the how I'm acting right now? Is this the type of person I want to show my yeah. daughter? Because everything everything she sees, you know. She's she's learning, or you know, it's it's, it's becoming part of her character, mm-hmm. or how her, you know, putting tools inside her tool bag that will help her later in life deal with things, yeah, and how to react to things. Um, so I, I would say that's kind of helped me, but um, but yeah, when it comes to you know different sets of rules, I just try to make it clear and and uh, consistency. Okay. Um, you know, these are the rules of my house. Oh, I, I, I feel like this is a great story. Hopefully, hopefully you'll agree. Um, <laughs> we'll let the audience determine. <laughs> right? You can write in. Yeah. Um, that was a horrible example. <laughs> well, okay. So this was very early on in kind of me having my daughter, mm-hmm. you know. I was going to say, pull the mic just a hair closer to you and you should be good. Me, me having my daughter. La- yeah. Last time it was I was too loud. And, yeah, I know. Jeremy, calm down. Now, now, now I'm too quiet. Yeah, it's okay. You're good. It's the equipment, man. Um, it's the operator. <laughs> so one of the er, early on when um, you know I had my daughter when you know when her and um, her mom and I were separate, um, she came to the house. You know, had her bag packed or whatever, and she was kind of pulling out her toys. And she pulled out this. I wouldn't even call it a doll because it it looked like like an antique, like, you know, something for show. Like, oh, this okay. is not a toy doll. This yeah. this was, like, I don't know, someone's family heirloom. Was that, it like a porcelain m- Maybe. I, I really... I, I can't remember the, the specifics of it, but I was like, hey, that doesn't look like a toy. Yeah. And she said... She, she was, like, something about, uh, you know, <laughs> b- could just barely put sentences together... Um, she was like, yeah, it's mom's or whatever. And I said, did your mom say you could have that? She's like, I'm not at mom's. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> First of all, 100 points for manipulation and knowing the situation and how to work it already. <laughs> but I was like, no. Yeah. You, that's not a toy at mom's. That doesn't, bring you can, that doesn't mean you can bring it over here and, yeah. and play with it. You know, we're not, you know, so... Uh, Real early on, I, I got a dose of, you know, playing us against each other. And, oh, and, yeah. and I, I was like, you know, and I saw that this is an opportunity to nip it in the bud, you know, yeah. right away. <clears throat> and, and, you know, she was, 
she obeyed or whatever. I, I said, nope, we're putting this back in your bag, and you do not play with it. I said, it's not a toy at mom's, which which means it's not a toy over here. Right. You know, so and over the years, I've tried to, <clears throat> you know, as, as, as much as possible without being fake, you know, tried to show a, a united front. And, you know, obviously I'll, I'll admit because it's, you know, at some points it was really obvious. You know, her mother and I don't agree on this, and we, right. you know, <clears throat> and we don't get along, you know, on a lot of things. So, but again, being conscious and deliberate about not trying to stab the other parent in the back. Because right. how is that good for my daughter? <clears throat> you know? Right, right. And, you know, bickering just for bickering's sake. Right. Or, nit- is, or being nitpicky. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and and I'll admit, you know, I'll be like, hey, did you did you just see what happened there? Was there a little hypocrisy, a little hypocrisy thrown out, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that? Yeah. You know, and I, I won't lie. Like, I, I want my daughter to to see the truth in people and realize, right, you know, right. hey, you're, you know, you, you've been raised in a pretty safe environment, but I don't want you to be ignorant about how bad the world and people can be and manipulative and sometimes that does involve loved ones and you know um you know i try to be as honest as i can be or whatever but it's like you know hey did you did that seem a little hypocritical you know and it's like and then what you know once she kind of anyway i kind of leave it there i I guess my point like i don't want to be i don't want to cover issues to present a falsehood but at the same time, I also don't want to um, aggressively attack. Well, I was going to say, it sounds like, both from what you're saying and then also from what I've observed, is it sounds like you are intentional on being proactive. Intentional, intentional on intentionality. Well, no, like being proactive on what you believe. Like, here's, here's where we're going, mm. right? You're not reactive to the other parent, is that is that a fair? Not to say that, yeah. not to say that there hasn't been times like I I. Yeah. What yeah. I'm saying though is, and what I've observed is that you you're intentional on here's the, our focus when you're here, mm-hmm. um, rather than like you're saying nitpicking all the other like oh did your mom do this oh does it, is that how it you know right, right, right. you're you're not reactive to her mom mm-hmm. you're proactive in. Her being her dad. Yeah, dealing with her. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, We've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. I think you had started early on with a question about like being the religious and I hate using that word um 
you know, passing that along down to oh, my yeah. daughter. I, yeah. I don't know if I really ever addressed that. Or I don't know either. Do, do we want to move on? Or? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, I was, I think I was getting... Well, and maybe, maybe it'll kind of segue into what you're yeah, go ahead. you're going to, but I, yeah. kind of what essentially what I was going to say is um, I think my daughter has given me a real sense of, uh, or, or changed my sense of responsibility mm-hmm. and what I need to do. And like I said, I, I feel like as, as a person, I've, I've changed. Um, I always had an issue with you know, growing up, you, you mentioned growing up in the church and stuff, yeah. you know, and I, but by the time I was, a, a, I don't know, 16-ish, you know, I want to say I, I read through the Bible a handful of times, you know, obviously, like, whatever was going on at church, like, we never missed anything. We were always there. <clears throat> you know, I feel like I got as Christian of an upbringing as one yeah. could get, yeah. and yet I never felt um, that... that <clears throat> personal relationship um I never doubted that God was real like I've never had that issue it's just where is he why like how intimate is he in your life yeah Yeah. like that that was the issue yeah he's up there but he's he's up there you know somewhere somewhere up there looking down yeah he's all powerful he can do whatever he wants but he doesn't really care you know um anyway so you know I got away from you know, it's like, well, I'm not going to understand this stuff. I'm not getting anything personal. I'm tired of trying because, you know, for as long as I can remember, I was trying to find that. So I, I just got, and I got more frustrated, more frustrated, more frustrated the more I tried. So it was like, well, I'll just stop trying and just, hey, let it be. You yeah. know, just whatever happens, happens. Um, and lived that way. And then, of course, my daughter came along, and that's where I was like, I want to be more intentional. Yeah. And though I still don't have any more understanding than I did. You have, you're saying you have zero increase in your understanding? Well, I'm, I'm saying. For like at, 12 years? At the time of living loose. Oh, okay. Um, you know, the world didn't give me more understanding. Sure. I mean, it doesn't. You know, I, w- I was like, I do want, I was like, God is real. I understand that I I missed out on, you know, that was my shortcoming on getting to know him. Maybe we can try this again, but I definitely want to be intentional about, Mm -hmm. you know. Her relationship? Well, yeah, it's kind of like I want to at least give her the opportunity. Sure, yeah. Um, And so, to your question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like. It's a nice thing about these long-form conversations. <laughs> you might get to the answer. <laughs> I, I hope as we as we take this journey, you know, there's plenty of sights along the way that are very valuable <laughs> to someone. No, this is this is why this is why we call it shoot the breeze, and we might say something important. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. No good. Sorry. Good. Well, so it's you know, so she's. You know, she actually. Oh, this is this is one thing I was very intentional on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember because it was very early on. I don't remember ex- accepting Jesus into my heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'll call what I'll call the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know my parents tell me the story. Um, you know, 
apparently I was helped do it, you know, helping to, to vacuum. I think mom was vacuuming, and I was right there with her, yeah. and she had to change to the bag out, and it was dirty from all the, you know, because it had been used yeah. for a while. And, again, I don't remember this, but what I'm told is, you know, I looked at the bag and, and how dirty, because it had a hole, and you could see, and there was dust coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she still has that vacuum. She still has that vacuum. And this is back from, like, when you were... I, I was, like, three? Oh, three? I mean, I, I don't remember it. Um, yeah, she still has that vacuum. Yeah, probably four. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. So she was ch- changing out the bag, and, and I was like, that bag's dirty. She's like, yep. Good observation. <laughs> Good job, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... And, and he's our, he's the smart one. <laughs> Did you read that in a book? <laughs> okay. um, so she uh, she was like, yes, yes, it is. And, and I was like, and my heart's dirty like that bag, huh? And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, 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 I see where you're going now. Yeah. As a yeah. parent, you're like, oh, it's one of those conversations. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess we're going to do this. Uh, yeah. Good, good, good anal- you know, analogy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, so... You know, kind of talked about, you know, so obviously I'd heard this, I guess, at right. Sunday school or, you know, um, you know, but Jesus can make my, my heart clean or whatever. You know, my heart's dirty because of my sins and, and Jesus can wash wash them away. And so, you know, ask Jesus into my heart at that point. Um, trying to recall why I was going there. Oh, that was you, just a funny story about the... yeah. Oh, so with my daughter, yeah, that's where that's where I was going. I was like, I don't want to force this. I want her to be older, to where, you know, I don't I don't remember what my thinking was at the time. Is the point of that? Sure. I just remember the story because mom and dad have told yeah. it over the years. So I don't remember where I was and how. I'll I'll, I'll use the word manipulated. I was because of how young I was. Sure. So I was like, you know, I'm going to talk to my daughter about God. You know, we're going to do our devotions. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go to church. And at some point, I will let her ask me, Yeah. you know, what that means. And I'm not going to kind of tell her, hey, you know, you're a sinner. You're going to hell. You you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to, again, I'll use the word, manipulate her. Yeah. Um, and, and I did the same thing with baptism. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to force that either. I wanted her to bring right. it up. You know, because right. I figure as long as I don't bring it up, that's her genuinely. Not you know. and and it's not one of those things that you, you did not talk or even. Uh, your behavior, you didn't avoid these subjects where it's like, no, no, oh, nope, nope, we're not talking about God. Nope, I nope, just, nope. It was, it, it was, you're not going to press into something right. that she's not interested in. Is that, I, is that I, right? I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to bombard her all the time with, you know, you're, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. Are you still going to hell this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have, like right. I said, that's, to me, that's manipulative talk. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it to be a natural question. Yeah. Of her and it, own. And it's interesting. I think, you know, and that, that's one of the things, especially growing up in the church, we put such an emphasis on a date, right? Uh, when were you saved? What date was that? 
Right. And then it's almost like, okay, free pass from then on. But, man, you look at some of these stories in the Bible, especially the New Testament. What was the date the disciples got saved? What was the... Wasn't it when uh, Jesus said, who do you think I am? I mean, sure, but if I were to... No, 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 but I mean, okay, let's pretend that's it. Yeah. How... How young were you and someone asked you, hey, who do you think God is? Who do you think Jesus is? Did you have to say a prayer? Like, that's what I'm saying is I think we put such an emphasis on things that aren't actually important to God when he's more. I was going to say, isn't that the whole point of the Bible? (laughs) No, when he's more, what's more important to him is that journey and relationship. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Is it, 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 you know, it's, um. I have a few stories, but I don't want to give away the people. Wink, wink, um, nudge, nudge. No, it's... I'll, but I'll it's, kick you under the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I think what I'm saying is I think, especially in Christendom over the last couple <clears throat> decades, we've put such an emphasis on a date of someone's salvation date rather than a value on their relationship. A great, a great example of this is marriage. People put such an emphasis on their wedding date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, what have they done to build that relationship? Yep. That I think maybe that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, what, what do I call that? I call that the false front, you know, in, in movie yeah. studios where you have the false front yeah, of yeah. the street. Yep, and there's and, like and nothing like, behind yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> as long as I get awesome photos of yep. the wedding day, I can lie yeah. my way through this bitch. Yeah. Wait, I, I was going to piggyback off of what you said. Um, Anytime oh, oh, now. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got it. I was like, man, I was, I was making all the, I was making all the connections. Like, you, yeah. you should have seen the formulas in front of my head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I feel like uh, Christians, sure. the, the majority of the church nowadays, going back to, they put an emphasis on the date. Yeah. And then they think, Ooh. all right, this person's saved. You know, they've got the date. Yeah. Yeah. Move on to the next one. Move yeah. on to the next one. Move on to the next one. And um, that's why I like a, um, your your earlier name. You know, we had this discussion about dis- discipleship being in the name. And I was like, dude, that's what that's what I feel like I missed yeah. growing up. Yeah. I feel like we have a lot of weak Christians. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, me, we, have a, we have a lot of Christians who who had a wedding date, but they've done nothing to, or maybe never been offered. That's the other side of it. Maybe never been offered a deeper relational experience because they had the date, right? And I think, I think that's the problem with a, a focus on missions being evangelical or uh, evangelistic focused is, okay, and I do know some great evangelistic missions who have a fantastic discipleship follow-up. Follow through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is great. So I'm not I'm not saying this never happens, sure. but I think over the last several decades, you know what? That's that's been our bad yeah. as a church. Well, I feel like that's been our bad. Let me follow. Yeah, let me follow <laughs> that through. Because what does that mean? Okay, does it mean you're making souls for the kingdom? I don't think you could say with a hundred percent certainty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we got to look at the the fruit yeah. of our actions 
you know, this person may not genuinely be saved, you know? However, even if they are, what are they doing for the kingdom? If they're not discipled, you know, like, that's that's kind of the weakest ground floor level, you know, and let's go ahead and call this a battle. It's a spiritual battle. Yeah, yeah. And so now you're fighting with your weakest troops, and and yet we want to claim superiority over the enemy, like... I don't know. It well, just creates a horrible yeah. scenario. Well, and so that's why, like, <laughs> to me, and this is why we did change our name. Yeah, we were Cultivate Discipleship, but we changed our name to Cultivate Relationships. Because what is discipleship? It's, it's, it's a relationship. Hey, Jerry, shh. Oh. No, I need to bear it. <laughs> don't tell. Back up. Jerry, don't tell people our secret. <laughs> we're still discipling <laughs> we're, people. We're, we're, we're lifting the rug and, and exactly. sliding it under. Discipleship is relationship. It, they're synonymous. To create a disciple means you are creating someone you are in relationship with, right? Mm. And so, um, but yeah, I think, I don't know how we got here. Um, we were talking about salvation. Well, I drove. Yeah. And then we pulled in. Did it. I'm going to, no. Should we cut that out? Yeah. Are you going to have to edit this episode? I'm going to have to edit this one. Sure. <laughs> Two. That's two. That's two for two. <laughs> You're still the only one I've had to edit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, okay, with this, we... I'm trying to think, because uh, I know there were some things... Oh, so, so you are talking about um, uh, people you... And, and more bringing it back to, like, your daughter and, and, and even her mom. and be, The people you, or even, like, our our experience growing up and our our family, you end up being like the people you spend time with, right? Oh, yeah. Unless you're intentional about resolving the the faults, you know, whether it's things done to you or things that you experienced that weren't healthy. Unless you're intentional about resolving those things, you end up being like your parents. What you hate. Yeah, exactly, right? And, you know, it's like, uh, there was, yeah, there was like this one, there was this one woman and, uh, she was counseling with Lacey and basically she had a horrible dad and... Wait, she, she was what? She was counseling with Lacey. Oh, okay. And she had a horrible dad and she had made, you know, the statement that, you know, I'm never going to trust men. Well, she gets married how, going how into did, this marriage, how with, does that work out? Yeah, going into this marriage with the mindset, I'm never going to trust men. That's how do you think that's going to work out? You know, and and it's that idea that unless we're intentional about resolving the pains that we've been through, you'll end up either swinging to one side or the other. So here's we've seen this happen where you have someone who grows up in the church, who is who is maybe abused by leadership or abused by a dad or whatever it is. And they go to one of two uh, sides. They either completely embrace God as wrathful and only caring about righteousness and doing right, you know. And they take a hard line on on sin and they take a hard judgmental line on people. Mm-hmm. Or they swing to the opposite end and they're like, no, this was a bad example. God is only love and you just you just do whatever God created you to do, and everything is right because God is love, and He wouldn't ever condemn anything, right? I mean, both sides are bad, mm. but both sides are accurate. God is just, and God is love. 
Ooh. It in 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 their words. Maybe not in how they play it out. Right, right. But that that's the thing is, unless we're intentional, we're gonna be missing a side of God. Right? If I only land on the just side, what about grace? What about compassion, mercy, and love? If I only land on the give me goosebumps, love, you know, oh, okay, what about injustice? What about yes. when people are are hurtful towards others? Do they get a free pass because God is love and you just do whatever you want? If you want to run people over with your car, well, that's how God created you. You just run that's, people that's over. What bumpers are for. Yeah. <laughs> Right? And so that's what I think you and I were talking about that growing up. Yeah, so I was going to say this kind of <laughs> makes me think about like three topics that can kind of all merge into one. Sure. And going back to your original question. Yes. So let me, <laughs> we did let me it. Check, check, <laughs> we check. Did it, yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me see if I can <clears throat> okay. bring, bring, bring them all together in a cohesive way. Um, okay. So being the spiritual leader in the, in the home, you know, that's yeah. my daughter and me. That's my job yeah. as her father, my and, responsibility. I want to pause right here and say that's your family, right? right. I, think there's a, I think there's a lot of people out there who can, they don't look at that as family. It's like, oh, I just have my daughter for the weekend. No, that's your, well, that's your family. I, I don't want people assuming uh, what's not there. I, I guess that's why I try to clarify it is, yeah. you know, yeah, yes, I do call that, that we're family. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't want someone to assume there's like other, you know, whatever other yeah, other things. No, no, no. I was just saying, giving giving license to hey, that's your family, you know. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. So, you know, that's a a huge responsibility, and and yeah. you know, if you sit there thinking about it too long, it's definitely overwhelming. And you know, I get frustrated <laughs> because it's like, I don't, you know, I, every every day I read the Bible, I'm like, mm, I don't really understand what that could even mean let alone how it could be applicable to my life. How in the world am I going to teach my daughter? You know, because we'll read straight through the Bible. We started with Genesis. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, going through Levit Leviticus, Numbers, you know, Deuteronomy, those were some fun stuff, and we had a lot of, you know, explaining to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and I would tell her, hey, you know, that's a good question. And, you know, I'm not sure that I, well, I'll tell you straight up, I don't understand it fully. I'm not yeah. even going to pretend. And good question. Over the years, I've kind of, you know, seen some pastors mention this or, or sure. you know, and I'll, 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 I'll try to be as 100% honest with her um, as I can be about, I don't get this. I don't understand this. But I've heard it explained like this, which kind of makes a little sense. Or over the years, I've kind of, you know, I've, I've come to understand it like this. Yeah. But I'll still tell you, like, I'm not presenting you with an answer. I'm just saying, here's a thought, and kind of work through it on your own. Like, yeah. I, you know, and I try to be very honest with her. As, this is how it's been presented to me. This is how I've made sense of it. Right, right. And I, I use those words. Um, so anyway, that's that's a huge responsibility <clears throat> and very frustrating, you know, because I definitely don't know the answers or even pretend or try. Um, but going back to, you know, kind of swinging like a pendulum. Yeah. You know, what side are you on? Is any side wrong? Or let me say it like this. Is it a lie that God has had wrath? That God has um, righteousness in mind? 
that God has mercy in mind. Like, you can't say each one of those, hold, hold for plane. That's the first time I've heard of planes in our new <clears throat> I didn't even studio. think you guys had them here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time, yeah. Um, are, are those a lie? You know, is that a lie that God is righteous no. or wants righteousness? No, not at all. Is it a lie on the other side that God is mercy or wants mercy? No. no. So, you know, one of the things I've found frustrating is when the Bible is, in I'll say Christianity, is taught with a simplicity that just, you know, doesn't allow for any follow-up questions. As a, for instance, you know, um, Satan's the liar and deceiver. Mm -hmm. I, th I think there's a better way to think about that because, you know, we, we've kind of had this conversation, I think, a few times. Like, the words he told Eve, or at least what we read in the Bible, yeah. the words he told Eve, yeah. like, I would argue aren't a lie. Well, they, they're a misrepresentation of truth. Exactly. I think yeah. it's the motive. Okay. And, and, oh, well, no, no, no. He, so, so God created, using this one, God created Adam and Eve in his image and likeness. Mm -hmm. But what Satan said in the garden was, or what the enemy said in the garden was. You will be like him. You'll be like him. You won't die. Well, you'll be like him if. Yeah. If. And I think that's, that's really what the temptation in the garden was, is swapping out you are like him mm. with you have to achieve likeness. So, I mean, I agree with that, but I yeah. think that only hits about 50% of it. Right. It's, all, it's about motive, right? Right. Well, because it's like, obviously, they saw a difference between them and God. And I would say... There, there's a difference. There's a difference between them and God. Well, you, I, I'm not advocating for us being God. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just using the words that God gave. Right. So yeah. um, my point is, is that did he say anything that was inaccurate? I'm actually leaning with no. What he did was manipulate them into mm -hmm. thinking the way he said it was thinking they aren't already right you know their 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 physical bodies didn't die i mean now now they would right you know type of thing so it's so obviously he manipulated and that's what he tries to do he tries to use truth and i think a better example of this is the temptation of jesus it's like right. did he say anything that was inaccurate no cuz he was using the words of the bible but his mm -hmm. motive he manipulated Right. The motive, and, and it goes back to your identity, you know, the, f the first temptation was if you are, mm -hmm. you know, kind of the same temptation for Eve, you know, yeah. um, if you want to be like God, yeah. if you, you know. Um, so <clears throat> my, my whole point in saying that is, does Satan lie? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But he can also use truth, which goes back to yeah. the pendulum. As long as he can get you believing 100% one way into one characteristic or attribute of God, yeah. what that leaves is um, the the mitigating of all the other 
attributes. So what does that do? Well, you don't know God. You yeah. don't know God fully. So that impacts your relationship. That impacts how you live for him and yeah. how you make a difference or an impact. So he's okay with only, you know, just going overboard and teaching one attribute of God or, or one truth. Yeah. But it's not in perspective and it's yeah. it's completely... Well, um, it, it speaks to a conversation that you and I continually have about is... What is it? Is Christianity, is God black and white mm. or is it gray? Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it, both you and I, we, I feel like we come kind of from the same perspective. We both love black and white. We yeah. love things concrete, right? Yeah. Yes or it, no. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, and, but it's when, when you come to the <clears throat> realization that God is far more gray in his interaction with us it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable Mm. and we we steer toward legalism because it's more it's more manageable controllable and less messy right Mm -hmm. it's well what I, i would say um if I just told you, Jeremy, here's a list of things you can't do. Right. Well, if I don't know your heart, because I'm not God, right. that's how I can judge you, yeah. is based on this list. Well, absolutely. And I love judging people. Well, uh, who doesn't? I've been judging you this whole time. Me too. I've been judging myself. <laughs> I've been judging myself. <laughs> no, but that's... And I think, you know, getting back to parenting, you know, it's, it's almost... I think that's why... I already finished it. It's all gone. Ooh, we're gonna have, we're gonna have words after you hit stop. <laughs> no, I'm never gonna stop. I don't. I need witnesses. Ain't that right, words? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so. Like, like in parenting, it's why you know. For example, there's times where you can take a hard line with. You, you have to take a hard line with your child, but then there's also times. You don't take that hard line. You have to take the grace line or the mercy line. And, you know, in parenting, I think we understand this. Unless you're, unless you're a parent who's like, I take the hard line every time. Yeah. Your kid's probably going to walk away from God then. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's like in parenting, we, we allow for the gray. Mm. We allow for immaturity. I'm not saying sin. I'm saying immaturity or ignorance, mm. but why in our relationship with God do we say God is black and white? These are wrong. These are right. Doesn't well, I mean that, that, that doesn't you know. He allow for immaturity and ignorance? I, I think it's you know we have I don't know I've, I've heard a lot of. Uh, Folks say we, we approach the Bible from a Western mindset and, I don't know, like, how, how much of this is my assumption or how much, you know, like, you, you think sin is black and white. If you do, you know, break a commandment, you broke a commandment. That's black and white. But again, we can't, you know, we don't know what's going on in the heart, and I think that's, you know... Um, well, and that's why I look at, like, I, you know, getting back to our Hebrews 12 or... It's, it goes back to motive, kind of to, to... Well, yeah. And that's why going back to the Hebrews 
11, whatever the hall of faith is that we, we say. You know how I was saying I was judging these people? Because I now, looking at it, I know black and white, and they were very much doing black, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you were to ask them, because they know their motive, they might have been like, oh, I'm totally in the well, white, totally in the white. And this is why I, you know, and this is why I had to assume maybe I was missing something. God saw something that I, I, I'm, I'm not seeing here, right? And I have to trust that. I have to trust, okay, I, I'm going to assume I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. As much as I would like to say that I do, <laughs> um, it's and I think we you could be wrong. <laughs> if we both shared your opinion, uh, <laughs> we'd both be wrong. <laughs> uh, Touche, indubitably. <laughs> That's inconceivable. I, but yeah, I think it's uh, man. I don't. I, I yeah. The I think with if, if a great you know in in a great saying I've heard you know whether it comes to how God views sin or anything like that but basically if I can explain God he's no longer God yeah like what, he can, what kind of God is the God that you can explain <laughs> exactly if if, if if I can put God in a box and define and understand all of his ways then he by that nature is no longer God yeah ooh so that gives me two thoughts Okay. Um, one is, uh, is it Corey Asbury's um, Reckless Love? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I yeah. love the video where he breaks down in the middle of the song. And I, I think he's... Such a good song. He, well, he's, he's, he's talking about the inspiration for that song yeah. and totally paraphrasing and, and going to butcher it, but essentially God is not safe. No. God, God is not a, a love that... Um, you know, it's it's reckless, obviously, yeah. the point of the song. Yeah. But, you know, he, he breaks himself and gives himself 100%. Yeah. No plan B. Um, I, man, I, I, I love when he breaks yeah. in the middle of that Such song. Such a great and, and explanation. That. But, you know, to piggyback off your point is, like, if, if we were able to define or know God 100%, like, mm-hmm. how, how, how limiting does that actually sound? Um, oh, and this is kind of makes me think, you know, a lot of people who will make fun of you or argue like, oh, you you believe in God? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, God of the gaps? Like, you know, like, oh, Zeus on a mountain? Like, yeah. you know, gets angry and throws lightning? It's like, no, because <laughs> that is a very one-dimensional... Right, um, right. You know, it's like, so no, I don't believe in the God you're talking about either, you know? <laughs> hey, we agree. Yeah. <laughs> You know, any, yeah. anyway, so it's, yeah. it's like they, what, what do you call that? Like a straw man argument? Yeah, like, basically. You know, they build up this argument about the <clears throat> the, the God you believe in. It's like, no, that is, that is nowhere close at all whatsoever. That's, that's a horrible God, too. We agree. We're, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, oh, that, that uh, makes me think. The other thing I was going to say is about the um, Tower of Babel. You know, I've heard many stories over the year, over the years about, you know, it being told like humanity wanted to build a tower to go up to heaven and meet God and have a war with him. Yeah. So I've heard this, uh, Dr. Michael Heiser, I've been listening to a lot lately. And one of the things he was saying, and, and it's a, it's a, a, it's something that I, I feel like every day I kind of 
think about it, it's like more and more. So going back to the Corey Asbury, you know, yeah. idea that that God is a reckless love, you know, and the idea we can't know him completely. Yeah. I.e. we can't control him. Right. We can't say, hey, God, you, I, I pray for this. You're going to have to, um, right. you know, do what I pray. That was the whole idea of the Tower of Babel is because how, how did they worship other gods? You know, they built a... Um, um, you know, a tower, and yeah. that was where the god came down and met them, you know, based right. on their various sacrifices or whatever. Well, they knew, you know, El- Yahweh, Elohim, was the god most high, right. the highest god. Right. You know, so they wanted to build a higher tower to him, but essentially, what what is that idea? We present the sacrifice, you come down and meet us at our beck and call. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that was the idea of, um, you know, where God was like, no, that is not who I am. You yeah. do not control me. I am the God most high. Yeah. Guess what? You know, try this on for size. Well, one of my, here's my favorite part of that story is you have mankind at the time gathered in, I believe it was called Babylon or Babel, I think it was. And they were building this huge is it Zergot? Zergot? Yeah, this huge tower, right? Massive. All the people are like, it's going to be the biggest structure ever built. And God, we get God's perspective, and he goes, hold on. I need to come down from heaven and look at their uh, tower. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like yeah. I feel like in the story, well, there's... They're doing something. Let me let me get a little closer. What's going on? on? Yeah, I can't really tell. It's teeny um, but like in the story you get this like view of god's humor yeah. and you see it throughout scripture but like what's i can't tell hold on let me let me step out of heaven and what, what are they doing oh building the biggest baddest oh <laughs> okay yeah nice, but it's, nice try guys. but again it goes back to that idea of i think control that's cute like <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly no but i think it goes back to that idea of control and being able to, what they were doing was controlling God. And the, the reality okay. of... Thinking they could. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, in their perception. But the reality is in relationship with him is, is less about control, fitting within a box, fitting within a checklist of rules, but more about relationship and that idea of being okay with recklessness, mess, risk, mm-hmm. all of those things. And it goes back to like what Jesus said, be perfect like your heavenly father is perfect. Oftentimes that is said, well, Jesus didn't actually mean that because we can't be perfect. And so it's like this thing he throws out that's meaningless. Or maybe our view of perfect is wrong. We think perfect is a clean checklist that I have met every standard. And in reality, what perfect is, is uh, we think of perfect as a destination, Mm -hmm. complete. But in God's view, perfection is a journey, relationship. Well, I I was going to say... It's like like the idea of... um, Oftentimes we we get this view of when we die in eternity, we'll know everything. Well, no, that would make us God. Eternity is us forever learning more about God, Mm -hmm. right? Journey, right? 
it, it's that idea of journey, not destination. And I think that because it's like, okay, so it, it will take forever. It will take eternity to learn about, about God, about an infinite God. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that to me makes sense rather than, okay, I die or, or heaven comes here or whatever, you know, anyways, in eternity, I know everything. And so I'm just going to be twiddling my thumbs forever on a golden street because I know everything. So I'm going to be really bored for eternity. Or is my mind going to be blown every second of eternity because I'm learning something new about this infinite God? Mm-hmm. And that is what perfection is. And that's what relationship is. It's not about control. It's not about meeting some checklist, coming to an end of a thing and saying, I am now perfect. Um but we like the, like I said, we like the control. We like the box. I, I think there, I think perfection, the definition of it has to come from outside of us because to me it seems like a incontinuity or a impossibility that my, of, my definition of perfect will never be yours. If I had mm-hmm. a perfect world, it would suck for you or, you know, some, someone else. That's not, why you, that's agree. why you have to meet my perfect world. <laughs> well, so yeah. And, and vice versa. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, exactly. so perfection can't come based on our definition. Right. Like it's got to come from an outside. Right. Well, and it's, it's the same idea of, I think rules and you know, it's why we have a, why God gave a law to a certain people group, the Jews, the Hebrews, that he didn't want you to go he, boiled in its mother's milk. Yeah, so that seems obvious. <laughs> well, it, it was a pagan ritual, is what people pagans would do. Anyways, but what God was doing was setting a standard. He says it doesn't matter what culture anyone comes from. Here is my standard. Yeah. Outside of, right? Right. Otherwise, you're you're doing exactly. No, this is what I think is right, and you have to do it. No, here's what I think is right, and you have to do it. And what I love about the Bible, and you see this throughout Scripture, God's desire was always, here's here's my standard, and I invite everyone into it. And this is why Jesus got so angry with the, the money changers in the temple, is they were setting up their own standard and Jesus is like, no, 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 no. You guys are making it impossible for foreigners to come and sacrifice. The whole point is that God is for everyone, not only for those who can afford it. Huh. Right? Yeah. Dude, we're 10 minutes past. Oh. Can I, real quickly, I think I can maybe succinctly sum up a few of the things I feel like I left hanging. Sure, yeah, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. so... <clears throat> Dude, we can we can go for another hour, but... It's like, go ahead, Jeremy, but I will cut this off. <laughs> <laughs> you, you talk, I'll just be working over here. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely, we're, we're I want still, you to finish. We're yeah. still good, go ahead. Yeah, no, finish. Uh-huh. finish no, I was, yeah. was going to say, so, you know, in, in, in me trying to grow or, or understand, I, I'm trying to understand the truth behind... The words, because I don't think the Bible is as simple, as simplistic, or one-dimensional as God said it. I believe it. It's true. It's it's like there's a truth behind that. Satan used the words to manipulate right. the situation. So right. Jesus, you know, didn't sin. Um, 
because he knew the truth behind that. <clears throat> it was <Yeah. clears throat> he knew his identity, and uh, so you know, trying to get that truth from God. Uh, you know, it goes back to what's God's intent. God is good. What's Satan's intent? Well, everything other than that. But Satan can use, you know, words that you know. I'd yeah. Probably want to stay away from using truth, you know, because he puts a lie with it, yeah. a manipulative spin on it. He use he uses true things. Right. True isms, maybe. True. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Without presenting, you know, the idea behind it is. Skewed. Well, it's it's the idea of something can be true but not truth. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Using facts. There you go. Yeah, more like fact. To uh, present <laughs> a untruth. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so then to tie that back to, so it's like, again, the Bible, to understand the truth of the Bible, to me, can be frustrating and um, slow going and, uh, you know, um, not very easy. So trying to pass that along to my daughter, fulfill my responsibility is... Uh, yeah challenging um <clears throat> you know and just kind of take it day by day and uh i think i think you know one of the things that we see and jesus says this about the pharisees right people who had memorized the entire old testament by the time they've gotten to their positions they've memorized the entire old testament and so jesus will ask this question haven't you ever read yeah right to which is like this massive diss. <laughs> I love it. Did you see the look on their yeah. face? But, you know, I, I think it's getting to your point where we can read this book of letters. We can know the words, like we Satan. Can, yeah, we can read the words. But do we words. know the intent? Yeah. And I think that's why Jesus said, and what was so revolutionary about what he was saying, his time, why Jesus came, he says, listen... You have to do this thing through the Holy Spirit. Don't just read the words like the Pharisees did. You have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, which is what Jesus, who Jesus was empowered by. When Jesus came, he didn't do it because he was Superman with right. Clark Kent clothes. He, he intentionally laid aside his deity meaning he didn't access it. Didn't activate, yeah. Yeah. He, what he used was the Holy Spirit. And that's why when Jesus says, you know, come follow me, or why Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ, essentially what they're saying is, listen, if Jesus can do it, you can do it. If Jesus did something, you can do something. Um, because what Jesus was doing was using the power of the Holy Spirit to live, mm -hmm. to know things, to do miracles. And I think that's so important when we're reading the Bible, when we're teaching others to read the Bible, why it's so important to not negate the supernatural side. Otherwise, all you're doing is becoming another Pharisee or all you're doing is misrepresenting Jesus, mm -hmm. because you're reading words, but you're not reading the motive behind the words, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And just as I think, um, and that's why it's so important to when we approach the word with humility and approaching the word, expecting the Holy Spirit to reveal, not just a list of do's and don'ts, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. Dude. Do you feel like you got everything out that you wanted to say? Yeah, I feel like that kind of tied in yeah. all, all my comments, more or less. Yeah. Yep, sure. I don't know what to title this one. Um, <laughs> I don't know either, but why don't we work on it while we make more coffee? All right, that sounds good. All right, dude, thanks. Yeah, All right. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. All right, bye. Bye.